Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What is going on, besties? Welcome to another episode of the best podcast, the best life podcast. I'm your host, Jill Coleman. And I'm your other host, Danny J. <laughs> I think it was Dan Coleman who was like, or maybe it was Brandon, who shout out to Brandon Coleman who listens to the podcast. He was like, yeah, one day Danny just came on and goes, I'm Danny Jizzle. And then I just like didn't even acknowledge that. <laughs> I just go, okay, let's get in the episode. Like, yeah. like it's just your name yeah. now. Here we go. Here we go. So this episode, sound like I'm going to start a commercial. This episode is brought to you by, um, I wanted to talk about this and I was, I was chatting with Courtney, our producer about, uh, you know, different ideas. And she was like, I want to hear you guys talk about, uh, falling in love with potential. Mm. And she's like, I don't think you've done before. And I was like, yes, this is a good one because while I'm not dating anymore, I was dating and couple of years ago and Joe was too. And I think it's not only about dating. I think this is also friends. Yeah. This is also business partners. This is also our current partners that we're still, you know, married to or still in a long-term relationship long-term relationships with. And I had some thoughts on it. So I thought it would be a great episode to talk about um falling in love with potential. And my first my first thoughts are this um actually backstory is that I probably queen of falling in love with people's potential or seeing potential. And I think a lot of coaches can be. I think when you're a coach, you try to see the best in people and you know what they can be capable of and you get really excited for them and you want to see them win. You want this, you want to see them succeed. And sometimes we can paint this big picture, but it's just not quite where someone's at. And I've also been on the flip side where someone has maybe wanted something for me or saw something in me and it made me feel a, a certain way. Um, I had this boyfriend who I, I was an acrobat when I was in my twenties and I ended up becoming paralyzed and I couldn't walk for about a year and I stopped performing and I had an opportunity to do it again after I was feeling better, but I just real, I just figured like, that's the end of the road for me. I'm retiring as a performer. I'm done. But I had this boyfriend who would always introduce me as a performer. And it always made me cringe a little bit because I felt like that's what he wanted me to be. Mm. And I think there was the potential. And so I wanted to also flip side this with sometimes when you have someone on who's kind of pushing their potential or their idea of what you need to be and you're like, that's not like not not really there or that's not what I want to be or that's what I want to do, how that feels. So I want to talk about both mm. sides. And so I'm just kind of frame all of that to say I definitely have been the person who's pushed potential on people who've seen them for more than they are and what's possible. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. And I've also been on the other side where it didn't feel good. So I want to touch on a couple of those things. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because if you, if you listen to like traditional relationship advice or dating advice, there is this thing where like, oh, you need your partner to challenge you. Like, right. Like mm -hmm. that's always the thing is like, so then when does it become you're getting pushed versus you're getting challenged. Like, what's the difference? Like, and also I, I'm, as someone who's in a relationship, I also want to be challenged by a partner, you know? So like, when does it, so how, what's the difference between challenging your partner to mm. level up, right? Or to become the best version of themselves versus hanging on because mm. you're like, they could be this person. Is there a difference? 
Mm. I think there is a difference. I think there's a difference. And I think there's a very fine line. And I think it's all about how um, how they show up and how you're presenting it slash pushing it. So I think, it, like, look, we all have the potential to be maybe not all have the potential like outside of, you know, disabilities and things like that, but like in the really great shape and, and be really fit and like eat really clean. But that's not necessarily where someone's at. I remember <laughs> there's this guy I was dating. Um, and I was thinking he, if he just like lost a bunch of weight and lifted weights, like he'd be really hot, but he's not like, he just, that just wasn't his thing. So I remember thinking I either need to like him for his body and where he is right now, or like, or not. But if I was like, tell, I was like, Hey, like, uh, you, you really putting that cupcake in your mouth right now? Like that would be a little bit fucked up for me to do if that's not his goal to be in the best shape and like be really ripped. So I think it's really about like, you can know that someone has the potential to do something. And if they have that desire to want to be or do that thing and like be pushed. But I think if you're putting it on them and making it like, you're almost inserting yourself into what they're doing and how they're living their life. Like, Hey, I got you some books to read on personal development. Cause I know you could be, you know, like yeah. that's a different story. And so I think there's this, there's a fine line between pushing someone and knowing it's kind of like a coaching relationship too. Like people hire a coach generally cause they want to be pushed, but we don't want to push them past the point of what's possible. So it's, there's this, there's like a threshold of what feels possible in your brain, right? So let's say it's just, let's say it's money stuff. And it's like, you got a brand new coach and she's launching a program and she's like, I want to make, you know, $50,000. And you're like, girl, I, I have other clients who are making 150,000. Like, let's go for 300. And right. like, that's not possible in her brain yet. Right. Then it's going to be almost demotivating to do that. Even if the potential it's like, she will make 300,000 over the next couple, but we have to look at people's like what their potential is, but also like their threshold of what's available to them and what's possible to them and not um, like almost putting them down for where they're at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I love that distinction. And you know, one of the, and I love what you said about like really understanding where they're at, you know? So yeah. like, you can look at a partner and be like, if they lost 25 pounds and like got super solid, like they would be, you know, they'd be so hot or whatever, but like maybe they don't even give a fuck. Like that's not where their head is at. One of the things that I remember my ex-husband asked me when we first started dating, he said, if you could, if you could have anything you want, like you could be anything, have anything you wanted, what would it be? And I think that's a good question to ask mm -hmm. your partner because then it's their dream. Like you're not trying to like implant your dream or what you believe they should do based on what you know of them. You ask them that way it's their idea. So then you can latch onto that. And if they say, oh, you know, I always thought about, I don't know, I've always thought about like having my own business. Right. And then you're like, okay, it, they were the ones who had the idea. Now I can like kind of pile on and start believing them. And, and this is, goes back to our conversation with Kelly. Um, Adami, who that's how you say her name, right? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So she was on and talked about like uh, polarity and masculine feminine energy. And she was one thing she was saying is that men need you to believe in them. And mm -hmm. so I think if they come up with the idea of like, oh, I would love to have this, or I would love to like at some point be able to do this. And then you are the one who says like, dude, you could totally do that. Like I could totally see you doing that or like, oh, that's, are you kidding me? Like that's your entire skill set. Are you kidding? So like you can do things like that. And this is actually in research, shout out to Danny Coleman. This is the Pygmalion effect where the way in which you treat someone, actually, they actually start acting like that in a positive way. We call it the Pygmalion effect and the negative way we call it the Gollum effect. But it's this idea that 
you believe someone's capabilities even more than they mm-hmm. believe them themselves. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be to your point, it needs to be believable, right? If I if Keith was like, Oh, I'd love to I don't know, if he was just like, Yeah, I'd love to um I don't know, promote to captain or something. And I was like, why stop at that? You need to be the chief. Like, and I just kind of came over the top and was like, well, what about, you know, and then all of a sudden to your point earlier, it feels insulting. It feels like, well, what? Like I'm not good enough. You know, you're almost pointing out that they're not, that their dream isn't good enough. So it's like, so I think a couple of things here, let them tell you what their best case scenario is or what they they would love to have happen in their own life. And then I think you have to do it in an honest way too. You can't be like, you could do anything that can't come off inauthentic. It has to be like, cool. So like what, you know, what skills do you need to do? Or just like, hey, how are classes going? Or, oh, have you signed up for classes? Or, oh my God, that'd be so awesome if you did that. But also you can't be attached. And here's where like the, the, the other side of things comes in because, and this is maybe what Courtney was speaking to, which is, if the if they have the potential and then they don't reach the potential or they don't go in that direction you want them you ha- you can't be disappointed right yeah. to your point you have to really appreciate the person from where they're at and just be excited for them for where they want to go yeah i had a big thing with my ex husband because i could see you know i and part of this was in the the industry i was in in network marketing and big on personal development and everybody making lots of money and and also i had this idea that um if I was a white man, I would be doing all the thing, right? Like this, yes. I had this idea of like, you have all of this stuff. Like, why are you being, why are you not making millions of dollars? Like you're a tall, attractive, in shape white man. There's no reason for you to not be like a millionaire, right? But, but, and, <laughs> and that wasn't his desires. That's what, not what he was being, that's not, he was striving for. That's not what he was trying to do. And so I had this frustration and I think, you know, looking back on, on issues in a relationship that I didn't realize I had was probably putting a lot of that shit on him. Like, yo, what are you doing with your life when you have all of these things? You know, there's people who are, don't have any of those privileges who are doing more than you. Like, why aren't you? That just wasn't what he was driven by. And what I would say too, and I I feel like a lot of women who listen to us kind of are maybe in this scenario because we are driven and we're, we're, striving and trying to do better and trying to make more money possibly and and have another job or, you know, create a business for ourselves is focus back on you. I think that a lot of times I was turning, I was taking that energy of like what he could do and not doing that myself. And that was a big, like big shift when I was working with Kelly of, she's like, well, what do you want? Cause I just felt like if we were a team and if he was doing, if he was doing his side, then I could do mine. It's like, why don't you just do your side anyway? Why don't you focus on you? Why don't you focus on yourself? And also back to like, it's kind of insulting. And I didn't realize how insulting that was to me. I'm like, look at you. Like you're, you could do all of these. Like to me, you felt like it was belief. Yes. Like, ah, I I can't believe like you can do all of this stuff. And it's just, I did feel like it was belief in him. And instead, and you have to put yourself in their shoes too and go, that's nice. But like, that's not what I want. And I think back to falling in love with potential, maybe if you're dating for me, when I started um, dating again, and I like kind of would be with a guy who I might consider, would I be in a relationship or not? I could always see someone's potential and what they could be doing, but I also had to go, if this was all they had right now, if this was it, where they were, and this is the kind of person they were, could I be okay with that too? And so I think what's important is maybe if you're dating is maybe that person isn't at their full potential, but are they the kind of person that that wants to be pushed, that wants to, that has drive, that has ambition? You know, when I, when I met Jeff, we left, but he was driving like this, this uh, Pontiac vibe, like janky, janky ass car. And 
like, I guess he gave his ex-wife the, the nicer car, but uh, I'm like, if I had just judged him based on the car he was driving in the moment, but not knowing the kind of person he was, and I know how driven and ambitious he can be, that would have maybe would have shifted where my relationship was. But I also had to be okay with what if he never stopped driving this car? Like, do I like him enough as a person or where he's at right now or how he treats me that I can overlook that? And so I think there comes a place where acceptance, and this is tricky too. We've talked about this in body acceptance. We've talked about this in like, um, I think we did an episode recently around money uh, when I did my solo on like accepting where you are, but still wanting more. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to accept a person as they are and still want them to get better. Mm -hmm. And there's a fine line there too. I think it's okay to accept. And it's not like, oh, I'm accepting them and they're just going to be a bum the rest of their lives. settling. Like, this is, yeah. I think there's a difference between accepting them. So like, I love you for who you are and what you bring to the table and what you do in all of these areas of my life. And also I want us to be better together and I want to do more and that's okay too. So I think there's a a place you need to get to, and I, I maybe shouldn't say need, but if you want to have peace and not be frustrated that your partner is not doing the most or more or everything you need, you think they need to be doing is have some level of acceptance for who they are and where they're at. And I found that the more acceptance I've had, the more the person actually did more of what I was really wanting them to do anyway. Mm -hmm. When I was pushing my agenda and pushing the potential, that was when there was more resistance mm -hmm. and it makes sense to me. And it, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know, a lot of us are rebellious in nature. Like when you're pushed up against someone, you're like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. But when someone just lets you be, and to your point, the Pygmalion effect, or they, they let you be, but they have a belief in you. You want to start to rise to the occasion. You want to start to do more and be better. And there's, it's tricky. And I think it's a control thing. I think women want to control. A lot of us want to control and not even just women, men are control want to control things too. But it's a way of controlling and it's like let go of control, let go of resistance and have a little bit of belief, but then also just focus on your own shit. Yeah. No, it's so good. And and that's the thing too, because I, I do want to validate there you have to accept the person and not be attached to what could be. And so mm -hmm. like I'm glad that you said that. But you know, you also might grow within the relationship. Like you like on your own, right? Like maybe you things that that matter to you change you kind of grow into a different person you know i was watching this um thing i think it was alexi alexi panos uh posted it the other day and she goes if you're in a long-term relationship you're literally meeting a new person every five years five to ten years yeah. and i was like that's so true because we do change so much so i also want to validate that like you could be changing at like a rapid pace and it's not that your partner is not necessarily, you know, bad or whatever. It's just like it might be out of alignment if you don't renew that connection, mm -hmm. you know, because you might change. And if they stay the same, it's you've already accepted that. You're good with that. But like also you might just grow out of like we don't even think have anything to talk about or we don't have anything in common anymore. Or, you know, I remember Keith and I, because I was Keith's first relationship after being single for such a – he was single for such a long time um, – and it was the first time he had lived with someone. Like I was kind of his first, you know, like grown up relationship. And um, I remember we went through something a couple of years in and I just said to him, I said, hey man, like I love you. I want to be with you. I said, but I'm on a fucking rocket ship. And so like you either have to get on or not. Like, and he's always been, he's always been a cheerleader for me, whatever. And I was like, it's, it's time for you to evolve too. Like at some point mm -hmm. you're going to have to like, this is who I am and this is where I'm going. And I know that about myself and I'll go with or without you. I love you. I want to be with you, but like I'm on a rocket ship. So are you coming? 
And it doesn't mean he needs to do what I need to do. I don't need him to be an entrepreneur. I don't need him to have the same job as me or anything like that. But he has to be at the level I'm at in terms of just everything from like communication to how we show up in the relationship to, you know, um, emotional integrity, right? Like those are some of the things that I was pretty much talking about is like, hey, like, you know, we've been together a couple of years now and it's it's serious. So like, are we like you yeah. and Jeff say, are you renewing the lease or yeah. is this it? And so yep. I think it's okay to to also, you're not just good to go once you decide, okay, yes, I love this person and they're great. It's like you might change too. And things and circumstances within the relationship might also change. And so you do need to come back and go like, okay, I don't need this person to be someone else, but do who they are and who I am now, do they do those people match up? Yeah. Now. I really like that. And I saw the same clip that Alexi posted too. And I, I was like, yes, this is spot on. And it's, it is, I think it's imperative if you're in any long-term relationship that you actually even have these conversations of like, where are we right now? I yeah. remember with my ex-husband, um, it was about, about having kids. Uh, I think we originally, when we got married, we're like, let's be married for at least five years and then see if we want kids. And then I remember after five years, I was like, how are you feeling? Do you want kids now? And he's like, no, I'm like, how are you? No. Okay, cool. We're good. And like every two years we're like, do you want kids yet? Nope. We're good. Okay, cool. It was like checking in to see if anything, to see if anything changed. Has anything, is anything different now? And you know, Jeff and I have those conversations often and things change all the time. Every time you move or if there's a big mm -hmm. career change or maybe there's a new a kid or there's a lot of things in life that make you kind of, you know, reevaluate. And that also may make you reevaluate your potential, their potential. And then there's also like the potential of, of a couple. This was something that I was really battling. And when my, when my ex had the affair, I had this beautiful dream that we would get back together and that he would have his, his, you know, remorse and that he would be able to share it in stages. And we could talk about how we got through this together. And we had this amazing redemption story. And this was like this beautiful picture I had of like, okay, look, like we can make this work and like, no, we could be even better for it. And he was like, bitch, I want a divorce actually. Like, this, this is like <laughs> he's like, no, I want to be with my mistress. And I'm like, no, but you don't know this could be so good. But it goes and, back to the original story about him. He's never wanted the things no, that you wanted. He never yes. wanted to be on stages yeah. and getting yeah. to that next level of, you know, monetary level of success level, visibility level. So it's yep. the same story, same thread. Oh, for sure. For sure. And there's, there's just that. It's like, you might have a vision of the relationship at a certain level and maybe mm. they don't or they don't want to step into that. Or they don't want to be part of that. And it's just, it's going to be you. It's not going to be an us thing. It's going to be a you thing. And that's okay too. Like we've talked about power couples, whether or not you want that. But I think you could go back and listen to the power couple episode. It's kind of similar here is, you know, maybe you're, you're trying to push this power couple idea and they're like, I'm good with you shining, baby. Like, I don't need to be part of that. You know, I like where I'm at and I will succeed in my thing and I will love what I do. And I love to see you love what you do. And I love to see you shine and I'll support that. But I don't want to be part of part of that with you. And that's okay. And I think, I think that we just have to really check ourselves on, and even, you know, I'm thinking of clients, um, you know, just getting them to their level that they're comfortable with and moving. And I think first thing is getting wins at the beginning instead of painting the big picture. You know, I had clients come in, like they could lose a hundred pounds. I wasn't telling them like, oh my God, I bet we could lose a hundred pounds in eight months. I had a client who lost a hundred pounds in eight months. Never did I start with that. In fact, I wasn't sure. I'm like, hey, let's just try to lose two pounds this week. Like, let's just get you to come three days a week to training and it's baby steps, right? It's baby steps. It's like, we're not even working, looking at the scale. Actually, we're just coming consistently to the gym. 
Never in my life would I have thought she would have lost 100 pounds in eight months. But if I had started with that, like, do you know what your potential is? That probably would have been overwhelming and degrading. And also just then she might have felt like she was letting me down if she wasn't hitting goals. So we have to be careful too on, yes, you can see the potential in people, but meet them where they're at, accept where they're at, and then just push them to the threshold in which they can reach that. So they're hitting success and wins instead of feeling like they're letting people down and letting you down. And then also don't be attached to it, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure he would be okay with me talking about this, but Keith is, um, he uses these little, um, Zen patches. They're like Zen. Uh, it's, it's not like, um, it's not tobacco, it's not like chew, but it's just nicotine. Mm-hmm. And so he's a firefighter and like everyone at the station uses these things. And he's he has he's gone four days without it. And so he's like telling me and I'm like excited for him. Like he doesn't want to be, you know, addicted to these nicotine, you know, the chew thingies. And but I keep like hedging. I keep being like, I don't want to be like, I'm so excited. Cause I just know how it is with addictions, right? Like any addiction, yeah. you know, yeah. big or small. So I don't want to put – I'm not putting like too much emphasis on it. I'm not like congratulating him enough, like too much. I'm like, oh, that's so exciting. Like how are you feeling? But I'm, I also have said like, you know, hey, like, you know, if you slip up, it just is – it is what it is. You know, just take it at face value. So I'm trying not to be like like so excited even though I am inside. Like I'm like, yeah, like I'm happy for him and that's obviously a big health thing. But I would love him even to be – kept doing that because that's just his choice. Right. And so I'm not attached to it and I'm trying not to put too much, you know what I'm saying? Like too much like positive energy on it just because I don't want to build it up to the point where like, if he does slip up, then all of a sudden he's not talking to me about it or he lies about it or you know what I mean? So it is a weird, I'm like excited, but like cautiously. Such a good example. Addiction is a good example of anything, but also just that it's like somebody starting a new habit. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's they're they're making money or or they're, they're the gym breaking a habit. Or, yeah. yeah. It's just like good job. Okay. Like let's you know you know the first couple of weeks or the first couple of days are Very always like the easier, the exciting, and, go, then, yeah. and and then and it is about being a safe place too. If there's a a miss, I don't even want to say fuck up because it's like, I don't know, people do fuck up and it's likely to happen. So it's like, just be ready to do your thing. So I like that. I think it's a really good example. And that helps, I think, cement in like the attached, like don't be attached on how you cannot be attached. It's like, totally let people do their thing. Let let people have the full experience and then, you know, Mm -hmm. support them when they ask for it and let them lead, you know, and let them lead with the, the excitement that they want and then push them where, push them gently where, they want to. But I think to Kelly's point, it can actually be really emasculating to a man if you're constantly like, you have more in you, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? And they're like, what, I'm not good yeah. enough, you know? And then all of a yeah. sudden it undermines what they, how they are showing up and the way they are providing for you or, or their own self-worth. So it is a little bit of a dance. So just sort of catch yourself with what are your intentions and then double down when they lead, you know, if they're leading, then double down on those things and grab onto them. And, but it, you know, and it also needs to be true. It can't be like, I love when you don't have nicotine every day. Like, it's just, yeah. like, it needs to be like normal, you know? Yeah. So anyway, Does, it's you don't want to come across as condescending. Yeah. Or like, yeah. yeah or just making shit up or just You're being like, over the top. Like, you know, someone's yeah. like, if you unload the dishwasher and your partner's like, I love so much, so much when you unload the dishwasher. It's just like the best thing ever. You're like, this is fake as fuck. Like, yeah. I just yeah. Relax. Like, now I'm not going now to. Now I'm definitely not going actually. to because this is completely patronizing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So funny. Exactly. Well, I think it's, I think it's a great conversation. It it's definitely something I've caught myself in and, and have to check myself in totally. all kinds of things, whether it's friendships, business partners, uh, 
relationships for sure, you know, dating and even just clients. And it's okay to see someone's potential and see what they're, what they're capable of, but I don't think it's always okay to tell them that they need to be doing more or they could be doing more when you really don't even know, honestly, what anyone's going through at any point. And so it's, it's letting them, like Jill said, letting them lead, letting them take the reins on it. And then, you know, encouraging as they go, loving them and accepting them for where they are. And I always think that love and acceptance and encouragement is going to help someone go a lot further to their potential than would be of you like showing what's possible right and pushing or, or com- every second or comparing or comparing them to other people and you'll and know if you're falling and you'll know if you're falling falling into the trap of like but there's so much potential like sort of how you were doing if you are feeling things like disappointment and you yeah. are feeling things like resentment right resentment. if you start to feel that and you start to feel like let down all the time it's probably because you have mismanaged expectations for the person, you know, and you like yeah. good news is you can change that yourself. <laughs> they don't have to yeah. do anything. You can change how you're perceiving the situation. Yeah, for sure. Well, love it, y'all. Well, if you like this episode, we'd love for you to share it on Instagram. You can tag us at the Best Life Podcast on stories, and we always repost uh, your stories. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're a potential follower in love with her or have had that happen to you, we'd love to hear it. You could go to thebestlifepodcast.com and click on the link to join our private Facebook group. You can even post in there anonymously. And if you have questions or just ideas and things you want us to riff on, you can post in that group, and we will take those and do a whole episode about them. So yeah, yeah. love it. Love for you to send those. All right, guys. Thank you so much for your time and attention. We will see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. All right.